G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention back to Ukraine. And after three months of the war with the invasion, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, it is putting a real strain on the people of Ukraine. More than six to eight million people displaced. An absolute tragedy for an economy that will take many years to recover. Let's check on things as they are developing in Ukraine. Wayne Check, who is an Australian and working with Operation Mobilisation in Ukraine, back with us once again today. Hello, Wayne. Welcome back to 2020. G'day, Neil. Um, As always, uh, great to talk to you um, and to Australia on the other side of the world. Wayne, I want to really ask you about whether there is any optimism uh, that there might be an end to war and some sort of restoration of normality in Ukrainians. Are things isolated now to a point that there is some stability returning? How are you seeing things? So we are seeing some Ukrainians returning. Um, Many people fled from all over the country to the West, so there's several million people still in Europe, uh, and as you said, six to eight million internally displaced uh, people. Um, Where I currently am, um, you would call it a safe place, besides the air raid sirens that go off and we hear in the news of um, Kiev was uh, hit with a missile attack yesterday. These are because this is our life at the moment, but in general, um, kids are playing now in the park, it's summertime, and... um, we're planning ahead for what will school look like. Yes, each school has a bomb shelter, but um, you've got you know dozens of millions of people who are still living here. Um, how do they live in a war in a war zone? You've got a lot of people, no doubt, who have fled their towns and cities. Uh, they are displaced. Uh, they have no work. Uh, no doubt uh, there's not a lot of wealth around. Uh, how are you seeing uh, people coming across your path, uh, looking for work, uh, desperation in the people? So, yeah, we all go through different phases. Um, so the super sharp um, critical point of, of saving people and then finding a new place, that's all, um, you know, that's now uh, been established. But the conflict goes in, you're left with the realities of, uh, of lives that are broken. So two-thirds of all Ukrainian children are now displaced. Um, they say that more than 50% of those who had jobs before the war, they are now at least temporarily unemployed. And they're looking, um, predicting, forecasting that uh, 35 to 50% of the economy uh, will, will drop over the next year, you can, if you can imagine that. So there's a big... Uh, you know, there the now needs to be thinking about what will, you know, what will life after aid look like for those who are involved in uh, in ministry. And I can tell you that the families uh, that are 
integrating into life as they can from the war zone you know, living in our church, non-Christians. Um, we have a relationship and we're looking for little projects to do that help bring some dignity and, and normality. But I tell you what, um, if anything could happen that we could generate income for them, then you've got the whole concept of doing life and, and uh, something that's generating income together. Um, for my town of 15,000 people just out of, south of Kiev, that town has now doubled. So you're looking at 15,000 people, that several thousand uh, people that could have jobs if, if they could. How, what a great difference uh, that would be. And for the churches that have been amazingly courageous in taking people and, and evacuating them, looking after them, and even in church halls where we normally have services, you have you know, mattresses there and they, and they feed the people, particularly the elderly um, and um, the, the vulnerable. But those, we're looking out what projects would it look like that, help, that would help them towards some type of sustainability. Um, so that they can uh, generate uh, income and be rubbing shoulders in an in a new way with the people as um, as their first needs are being met. What would what would hope look like? And again, um, what is the role of uh, of the Christian community in this? And I'm actually very excited about that because the church has been so proactive uh, in this first level of the war, and now is our chance to before big organizations finally kick in, you know, everyone knows how much money, you know, uh, hundreds of millions has got to come in. But right right now, while the war is still continuing, um, we have an opportunity to impact lives um, at, at this particular place uh, where, they're, where they're at. And so that's what we're praying about. What will engagement look like uh, with them? Wayne, apart from the extensive missile attacks that have destroyed homes and infrastructure, the Russians appear to have targeted economic destruction for Ukraine. I don't know how that might fit into the plans that Putin might have had with the war on Ukraine, but uh, that's going to be a long road back, isn't it? It's going to be a long road back, but you have to, you know, I have been at war for eight years now. This is not a new event, and so... We, we know the values of those who are attacking, um, and we, we know our calling uh, uh, to be here. And I would just um, say that um, there have been so many miracles that have happened that Ukraine was able to stand and stand in the place now that uh, the invasion is basically confined to one little corner uh, of the country um, 700 uh, kilometers away. Yes, they're the biggest battles that are going on since the Second World War, but you have an entire uh, country that has now stood up and uh, give them give them the instruments, uh, and uh, they can start. They can continue to um, to rebuild their lives and you know heroics, and they say weapons, but also God's protection. That means battles, but um, what wins wars is logistics and economy and unity. And um, there is certainly something that Christians uh, can play a part of. We are from the richest civilization that has ever lived, and um, the response has been out of, um, you know, we're looking for mercy and we're looking for help and aid, and, and now we can actually rebuild. Now, I know it seems a bit weird from you guys 
hearing the news of the devastation, but amongst the, the you know the twenty or thirty million Ukrainians that are still living here, um, this is a great opportunity to to take things uh, to a new level and and for the for the light of the gospel to to shine as we build while uh, a war is still going on. Wayne, I've spoken to you in earlier conversations about the way that there is a coordinated effort. Uh, The pastors that you are leading and even cross-denominationally in different churches coordinating their effort together. I wonder if you've got any reflection on the influence of the church, uh, the gospel influence, when you're caring for people who've lost everything and you're a minister of the gospel and you might not have a lot to give uh, in a physical, substantial sense, but you've got hope that comes with the gospel. Have you got a reflection on the difference it makes when the church stands beside people who have lost everything? Yeah, I mentioned last time that, um, you know, we have a gospel of salvation, but uh, there is a theology of suffering and it's it's woven throughout definitely the whole uh, New Testament. And so when we are available, when we become a sanctuary, and when we uh, rub uh, lives with people in such profound ways that, you know, relationships, um, they, ha- they happen and, and, and they develop. And it is through uh, this um, journeying together with them that... Um, we we see that the gospel message um, begins to make sense to people, and quite often uh, they will go from one place to another place, and uh, often from one church uh, to to a, across a denomination to another location when they go, and so you get to see the beautiful gospel message um, happen. You get to see people who are hearing, um, you know, a, a true beautiful uh, gospel. And um, it's, it's exciting to see. We, we know of churches now that have gone through bombardment and dozens of people have stayed with them or they fled to them. And now that it's a free place and they're trying, they've come out of their, their, the basement of their church, which was their shelter. They are, um, you know, what was life together looking like? Something new has, has, has been birthed. Uh, and certainly even the church culture has been changed not about programs and not about denominations and, and, and things like that. So I'm, I see um, that great uh, seed has been sown and I see that much prayer has been put into this and I see many relationships, good, authentic relationships that um, Christ can speak into and that, that's a beautiful thing. And it will have, it will have ongoing fruit as the, the evangelical church uh, steps not only st- it has stepped up in its activity, but in the eyes of the community, um, uh, it has been recognised the value that the churches are bringing, and this is a good thing. Like um, like a good leaven being uh, kneaded into the dough, the uh, the bread that is is made is very different from if there was no yeast in there. Authentic relationships and uh, the beautiful value of the church. Uh, How lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. No doubt uh, listeners can relate to that as happening in your community there. Beyond the war, Wayne, when there is all of the expectation that 
there's going to be a major rebuild. Is there going to be room for entrepreneurs and uh, those who want to support uh, those people who've lost businesses, lost incomes, lost employment? Is there going to be some way that Aussies can be able to contribute into how that might actually uh, all happen in recovery? Yes, definitely. And now is the time to prepare for that. I mean, as you know, anyone that in in Australia, you you know, you're going to start a business. Um, it takes some preparation before you actually get your your financing, and then you jump and then you jump in. For for people here, the, the sooner the better. But we yeah, we are engaging churches and uh, Christian entrepreneurs about what um, what will it look like beyond um, beyond aid. And the sooner the better because of uh, the literally thousands of people on our doorsteps that could um, and, and want um, a, a new life or at least want some sustainability. So uh, together with OM and uh, we're looking at other structures about how that can be that someone can, you know, if you give $1,000 of aid, um, that can feed, you know, several hundred people over a period of time. I mean, even a million dollars will feed several thousand people for a whole year. But once it's gone, it's gone. Whereas if you um, invest and risk, uh, as any uh, entrepreneurial venture is, if you invest in something in a local economy that is the, where the situation is, as, as I have painted it, then there's this cascading... Uh, Affect and impact that 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 one dollar uh, has as it goes from you know the you went the buy something and so you what do we say the um, the the butcher the baker and then the candlestick maker as as that economy is created and we are bringing things in then um, the effect is much more than I bought aid and I gave it to a local uh, person and he ate a meal so uh, this across the board influence of us being proactive can only be positive as we, um, uh, as we are putting in, in a culture that is um, in, in dire need that it is. Well, wonderful at this time to be able to sow those sorts of seeds of friendship, of partnership uh, with the people of Ukraine. And I know that listeners to this program today, knowing that you're an Aussie, Wayne Check. Uh, that there is a real connection there and there's a real uh, affinity for the good work that you're doing with Operation Mobilisation. Let me connect listeners with the website for Operation Mobilisation in Australia because that's the best way to connect with the good work that Wayne Check is doing and uh, pastors who are on the ground in Ukraine. It's om.org.au. OM for Operation Mobilisation, om.org.au, that Australian website. And I encourage listeners to find out some more about the needs that there are on the ground now in Ukraine. And as there is light at the end of the tunnel and opportunities for rebuilding, for returning to those home cities and towns. Uh, There's going to be a need for that partnership, om.org.au. Wayne Check, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us once again today on 2020. Brilliant. Thanks, Neil. Uh, It's always a privilege. I enjoy it. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.